Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Tonight, I'm going to be sharing a message entitled Singing in the Storm. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your Bibles, get some notes out, and get ready to write some things down. I prayed for, I've been praying, and and I, I am expecting that God's going to speak to you in a unique and powerful way. You see, what God does is God takes His Word and he, he customizes it for us, for our needs, for where we are and for what we're facing. And, and I've been praying that this message that I'm about to share with you, God's going to take it and customize it for you. I hope you feel like I, I snuck into your house, got all this information about you, and am about ready to tell you about the next step, even though I haven't and I won't. But see, that's God that's speaking to you right now, because this is God's word. God God's going to do something amazing. And uh, we're in a storm right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very different kind of storm. And please understand, I'm not talking about the great toilet paper famine of March 2020. That's not what I'm, what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about COVID-19 and all of the real issues that are associated with that. And not just sickness and disease, but, but I'm talking about depression, a hopelessness, and, and even violence. Uh, broken relationships and suicide, business failure, loss of income. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that the enemy is trying to beat us down with. Now, a month ago, I shared a message on Sunday morning, and it was called, Let's Bring Out the Big Guns. And if you missed that message, you can look back and find it. It was one month ago, uh, back in March. I think it was like the second Sunday that, that we, were, we were doing our streaming, our online services, our live services. And, uh, and, and this message, I, I was able to accomplish some things in that message that I wanted to get across, but really there's a second part to that, and I don't want to talk about that second part tonight. And, uh, and, and this, is about, th- this message is about God's people and what God's people did when everything shifted overnight for them, because everything shifted overnight for us. Come on, you know it. We went into 2020 just thinking, well, I'm going to set my goals. I'm going to make my plans. I'm going to do this and this and this. We're all caught up in our regular way of living. And then all of a sudden, everything's changed. I mean, it's so bizarre. Even around here in downtown, I'm, I'm seeing like weeds this high in the middle of the road. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But who would have ever dreamed that would be happening? But here it is. Here's what's going on. Now, I'm going to share with you a passage of scripture that I want you to follow along with me in, and it's in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Now, the Old Testament, it's full of uh, types and shadows of the New Testament. It's like uh, what we find in the Old Testament are stories and, and, uh, and a, a lot of symbolism that has direct meaning toward our lives in the New Testament world. We live in the New Testament world under the new, what's called the New Covenant. But the Old Testament has so much in it, and I think it's right for us to go there to read, to study, and to understand what's there because there are templates, there are patterns, and there are examples of spiritual realities. Now, 
I'm, I'm going to read to you this, this uh, book, uh, not a whole book, but this chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And we're going to start with verse number one. And I want you to follow with me because I need for you to get this. We're going to go through this whole passage of scripture. And then we're going to begin to pray for miracles. And I want your faith to be stirred over these next few minutes. So again, today's message is entitled Singing in the Storm. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, it says, After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Muonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Okay, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And so you have three, uh, you have two nations, their full armies and one partial army. So you kind of have two and a half big armies coming against one nation totally outnumbered. And this was happening against uh, King Jehoshaphat, which was again, Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. And verse two says, some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamer, which is in Gedi. Now, this was the alert. This was the sound. The, they are coming there's nothing that can stop this. It's happening. It's just bam. Overnight, they went from peace to, to a wartime situation. Totally outnumbered. No defense against this, much like what we're facing right now. No defense against uh, COVID-19. No defense against the, the economic challenges. No defense against all these things that are hitting us all at once. What do we do? Well, again, we go to God's word and we see what they did as a template for what we do. So this first point is this. When the storm comes, start warming up your voice. Start warming up your voice. Again, the name of the message is singing in the storm. So go ahead and start warming up your voice. You know, just get your voice going. Uh, it, was one, it was a Sunday one week ago, and it was about 45 minutes prior to our service right here. And we've been doing our services live. And Sunday morning, all of a sudden, we heard this, I heard this thump, 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 thump outside. And there was a hailstorm that came out of nowhere. Now, I had already checked the weather. And that morning, there was a 10% chance of rain. And, and I opened up my weather app, what's going on here? And, and the look is, what, what's happening out of nowhere? And it still said 10% chance of rain. Yet I opened the windows of my office and I see hailstones this big just pelting the street and the cars and our, and our buildings. I, I was in the building across the street. They were in, over here praying, and, and they said as soon as they started praying, the hail started. Bam, 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 bam. And they just kept praying. And some of the guys said, no, we're, we're, we're saying no, not today, Satan. You're not going to knock this out. We're pushing through. And it's, it's funny because one of the guys says as soon as we prayed that and we started worshiping God, all of a sudden the hail stopped. And, uh, you know, I, I just believe that God enters in that way. God intervenes that way. So you know what, when, when something takes you by surprise and it starts pulling you down, no matter what it is, get your voice warmed up, get, get to using it because your voice is going to make a difference. Look at verse three. It says, alarmed Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. And again, I, I shared in this other message about the importance of fasting and prayer. I'm not going to get into the details of that today, but this is what happened. And the people of Judah all came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. But I have a new point I want to share with you about this right here. It's when the storm comes, run, excuse me, run toward the family, not away from them. Don't run away from the family. Don't run away from your church family. Don't run away from other people. Now, I know physically we're supposed to do social distancing. I know 
physically we're not supposed to be meeting in groups. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. What I am saying is we still have means and methods of connecting. The world didn't have this. During the Spanish flu epidemic uh, 102 years ago, Fort Worth did not have this. Uh, you know, churches closed. In fact, I was reading articles from the, from the Star-Telegram back then where, where armies, uh, individuals who were in the army from Camp Bowie, they were said, well, if they go to church, just don't sing. Don't, don't let your, don't, don't, don't sing because you might catch something. And, and, and there were, there were things were very, very different back then. But think of what we have now. We have every tool right in front of us to network, to connect, to touch one another, love one another, whether it's through a text or a video call or, or a phone call, or you just find a way to keep connecting, run toward the family. God's people did this. They all came together like we're all together right now. And, and, and you know, this is a new season. And I, I feel very strongly about this, that during this season, there are going to be some people who are going to run to the family and other people who are going to separate themselves. And I want to say, I believe there's great danger in that. Because after this is over, you're going to still find yourself separated. It's not a time to drop out. Don't be a dropout. It's time to engage like never before. Look at verse 5. It says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. And he said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Now, hold on here. He's talking to God, telling God things that God already knows. Why in the world do we do that? Why do we tell God, God, you're wonderful? It's like God already knows that. Well, there's power in this. You see, he lifted up his voice and began proclaiming who, the, the wonderful things of God. Keep looking at it. Verse 7 says, Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? In other words, God, remember what you did? You did this for us. Verse 8 says, They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether it's the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. And I want to tell you something. The, the imagery of that is still alive and well today, because wh- whatever comes our way, whether it's, it's, uh, whether it's war, whether it's plague, whether it's famine. We must stand in God's presence just like we are right now, just like we have been doing with our praise and with our worship. Because when we cry out to God in our distress, He will hear us and He will save us. You guys can take that home right now. Some of you need to take that scripture right now, write it out, put it everywhere all around your house and begin to believe for this, for you, for your family, for your business, for your community. So here's the point here. It's when the storm comes, Declare God's power. Just begin to declare God's power. Yeah, God already knows what he's done, but just remind him of what he's done because it actually builds our own faith. When we begin talking about the good things God's done for us in the past, it builds our faith. Some of you need to sit down with your family and talk about how God brought you through this situation and this situation and this situation. When it seemed hopeless, God came through here and here and here. And when you begin to reflect, that begins to allow worship to rise in your heart and faith to rise because you're going to get through this time as well. 
That's when you go, go back to your word for the year and you, you just begin to proclaim your word for the year. Like mine is arise and I keep, keep it right in front of me. I'm going to arise even though some days I just don't feel like it. I'm going to because I know God said this is going to be the word that you're gonna, that's going to get you through this year. Verse 10 says, but now here are men from Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and they did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Oh God, will you not judge them for, oh, this is good. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I'll say it again. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Here's the point. Get this. When the storm comes, it's okay to not know what to do. You don't have to act like you've got it all figured out because God already has it figured out. What you do is you entrust yourself to him. You keep your eyes. It doesn't, he, he said, we don't know what to do, but we're going to keep our eyes on you. Some of you need to get your eyes off social media. You need to get your eyes off the news. You need to get your eyes off of all this other negative chatter that's going on. And begin to get your eyes on the Lord. And, and, and you need to admit it. God, I don't have power. I, I don't really know what to do. But God has the power. God knows what to do. I was even thinking about that regarding the, the disease itself. I was thinking, you know, our bodies have no natural antibodies against this, this, uh, this disease. We don't have any natural way of fighting this disease off. We don't have the antibodies. It's kind of like our bodies don't even know what to do, but God does. And see, that's how we, be, just, we, we, we can't fix this, but God can. Yeah. Look at verse 13. It says, all the men of Judah and their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. I, I just want to pause there for just a second. This is good. <laughs> because some of you, you've been clustered with your family for a while. And, uh, and there's, there's beauty and there's wonder in that. Uh, some, of it, some of you it might be saying, yeah, it's making me wonder what, how I'm going to get through all this. But, but keep in mind, there's something beautiful about having the family together. And look at the good parts of it. Because some of you who have children, your children are seeing now how you're going to respond to tough times. You have an opportunity to lead them and to influence them for God. To, you have opportunities to pray, to worship, to create an atmosphere in your home. And I know it's hard. It's tough. But, but you have an opportunity to do this like never before and to enjoy the moment, relish this moment, because your children will never forget this moment. I love it because I just wonder how many little boys and girls uh, remembered the time they all came together in Jerusalem to assemble and stand before the Lord, like it says in verse 13. Because I bet there are children who remember that the rest of their life when we came to Jerusalem, when we prayed, when we didn't, when mom and dad didn't know what to do. Look at verse 14. I love this because after everyone comes together and after the children are there too, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite, and the descendants of Asaph. And we certainly know who he is and all of his grandparents, great-grandparents, great-grandparents. But he's, so we're knowing which guy this is. So he was a powerful prophet in that time. And he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged 
courage because of this vast army. The battle is not yours, but it's God. For tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerul. So here's the point on this one. When the storm comes, come on, write this down. When the storm comes, expect a word from God. In fact, some of you, you need to expect a word from God tonight right here. Some of you, you need to expect a word from God. When you open up your Bible tomorrow and you just start reading, like I'm just reading just normal scriptures. I don't know what's here, but all of a sudden, bam, you read something. You said, this is like, this is like a gift from heaven. This is what I need right here. God is going to give you a word. Some of you will get it tonight. Some of you will get it tomorrow. Some of you will get it later this week, but you expect a word from God. You've got to get in expectation mode. God, God, you're going to say something to me. God, I want to hear from you. You need to ask God, God, will you speak to me? I want my ears to hear. Even if you're speaking and I'm not listening, God, help me to hear. Uh, when the storm comes, expect a word from God. And, and do it with your whole family. Expect a word from God, not just for you, but for your family. Because, like he said, the battle is not yours. The battle is God's. Ah, come on, man. Look at verse 17. This is good. He says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Here's the point. When the storm comes, let God fight the battle. Let God fight the battle. Some of you, you're striving so hard to fight this battle. And you don't even know what to do. But just like what happened in this scripture that I shared with you, what you got to do is you go to the Lord and say, God, you've got to fight this battle for me. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. Like it said, take up your positions, get ready, do the things you do best. Yeah, keep doing the things you do best. But say, God, you've got to fix this because I can't fix this. God, you've got to protect my family because I can't. God, I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to I'm going to keep everything in order. But God, I need you. I need you. I need you. Let God fight the battle for you. Don't be afraid. Resist discouragement. (laughs) I like that because he says, do not be discouraged. Just don't let, refuse to let discouragement overtake you because the Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you tomorrow when you wake up and you don't know what to do. I'll tell you, leading a church during this time is one of the most interesting things ever. Uh, because every day the dynamics change. Uh, every day there are new situations that we've never seen or faced before. I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. Uh, the, 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 the staff pastors and I, we're getting up really early in the morning to just to try to get a head start on the day because these days are just, it, it's totally different than it's ever been before. And and, and the big part of this is you get up each day and you say, God, I want to be refreshed. I want to be in your word. I want to know where to go because this day is going to be like no other day. I'll tell you, the last seven weeks or so for me have been like nothing I've ever experienced before because every day something seems to shift, adjust, change, and we've got to just be able to flex with it. And I want to encourage you with that as well. Be flexible. 
because that's what's going to help you to surge forward in the future. Be flexible with your business. Be flexible. God is going to give some of you creative ideas even tonight regarding things you can start to do tomorrow with your business. God is going to show some of you ways to earn money that that you would never even dreamed of before. But you're going to have to get up, get in position, and begin to do it. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to move forward. But understand this. God is going to go ahead of you if you start moving. Come on. Take a look at verse 18. So Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Oh, I love this. So they're all on their faces before God. They're worshiping after this word from God came. Uh, and even as we share a word from God, I believe this is a word from God for you. But after this, is, is this word is shared, we're going to worship. And I want you to worship. I love that atmosphere. But look in verse 19. This is interesting. It says, then some of the Levites from the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. Now, get the picture. Everyone's on their faces, but there's this one tribe. It's it's the Levites, but there are two families, two family names in the in the Levites. That all of a sudden they just start standing up. Everyone else is on their face, but they start standing up, and their family names are written in the in the Word of God today because they stood up and they got really loud while everyone else was was bowing down. I tell you, there's something there for you right here. Here's the word. Here's my encouragement. Write this down. When the storm comes, be among the first to get loud. Get loud. Get loud. I would have loved to have my family to have been one of the ones that was recorded in Scripture for all time that stood up on their feet and they got loud. The first to sing loud in the storm, the Kohathites and the Korites. But how about, how about this? The Woodies and the Croissants stood up and started getting loud. The Jarvises and the Davises stood up and started getting loud. The Hobermans and the Collins started standing up and getting loud. How about the Millers and the Whites standing up and getting loud? The Johnsons and the Martinez standing up and getting loud. Come on. Now is not a time for you to be shy with your praise. Now is not a time to be shy with your prayers. Get loud. (laughs) Let's get back to it. Look at verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa and they set out. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God And you will be upheld. That's the key right there. Faith in God. Do all the right things, but have faith in God. And you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. And here's what I take from this. When the storm comes, don't lose faith in God or his leaders. I I say this not because I want any attention from you, because I really don't. But I'm preaching to you God's word. I don't say this because I'm saying you've got to follow me and do everything I say because you guys, anyone who knows me knows I'm not like that. But leaders bear a burden and they have to answer to God and I have to answer to God. If I lead people wrong, I, I have to answer to God on that. And trust me, I want to, I want to lead right. That's why it says you need to trust God. Trust God's leaders. You know, during this time, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you, let's not fragment as a body of Christ. Let's not fragment as a local church. Let's don't let your local fam don't let your home family fragment at this time. 
Oh, remember our theme scripture for this year, for this church is this, for this family is this. Psalm 68 verse 6 says this, God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. That's what God wants to do. But he says the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. and, and, And I keep coming back to this. This is written on a big marker board in my office. I keep coming back to this scripture because there's a, there's a, dichotomy of two different choices people will have. And I felt this last year. It's like 2020, people are going to have a choice. Are they going to stick with the family, run to the family, or are they going to stay out in the desert? Because if they stay in the desert, that's going to be dangerous. And that's a prophetic word as well. I'm challenging you. I'm warning you. Hear it every week. Don't stay in the desert. Don't isolate yourself from everyone else. I know we're not touching and all that. I'm into that, okay? But don't Isolate yourself in such a way where you're going to be just just separate from all of God's family. It's the most dangerous place to be right now. Be integrated. Be on here. That's why when we do these these services, get online and chat with one one another. Say hello. When we do our prayer meetings, you know, get the link and get on there and and say hello and pray with one another. And we we have great chat times afterwards just just, just blessing and encouraging one another. Now's the time to do this like never before. Look at verse 21. It says, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Okay, I don't know if you caught that or not, but the king who would have been a, 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 a very polished warrior himself, he did something crazy. He did something totally unconventional. He said, I'm going to put some singers and worshipers behind the army. No, I'm going to put them in front of the army. It's like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. They don't have shields. They have like, they have like, like violins. I, I don't know. They have little lutes or whatever they had back in those days. Uh, you know, they had funny names for the instruments back then. You know, the harps. I, I don't know, man. But it was, they were out there in front. Of all they had were instruments. So, this, so, so it was this orchestra and singers who were the worshipers. They got out in front of the army. Totally totally unconventional. This is, this is the point I'm wanting to get you to get today. And they got out there and, and they're, keep in mind, they're in a situation where they don't know what to do now. See, we know the end of the story. We know they win. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. They'd never been this way before. Nothing looked good. Vast army. All they had was a word from God to move forward. They did their best. They, they, did, they did what they do best. Now, the army was still there. Now, it wasn't like it was just a bunch of singers who went out. The army was still behind them. And they were planning to do some war. They didn't really know what that was going to look like, but they were ready to do warfare. And I think we should be. But the singers went first. Those who were playing the instruments went first. And they were singing, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. They were singing that over and over and over. And here's the point for you. When the storm comes, when the storm comes and it's here, worship takes priority over conventional methods. It does. It takes priority. I didn't say drop the conventional methods. Don't get me wrong. But the worship takes priority over the conventional methods. I'm challenging you to be unconventional. Be unconventional. This, because their unconventional method actually caused the enemy to scatter. 
I mean, yeah, be smart, social distance, isolate it if needed, wear a mask, use hand sanitizer, but sing in your storm. Sing in your storm. Yes, it might sound goofy, but sing in your storm. Give thanks to God. I said, well, what am I thanking God for? Wake up in the morning and take a deep breath and say, thank you, God, I can breathe. Thank you, God, for the sun. Thank you, God, for the mockingbird that's right outside my window waking me up at at these crazy hours. Thank you, God. Verse 22, look what happened. It says, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. One verse, verse 22, all of the battle happened right there. That's it. Everything that's in this whole story is about the prep time and what happened. Then the battle is just one little part. God did the work. Here's the point for you. It's when the storm comes, God works when the singing begins. Oh, yeah, look, look back at this. Look at back at the beginning of verse 22. It says, as they began to sing and praise. As they began, the, as soon as the words started coming off their lips, the Lord set ambushes against these other uh, armies. Now, I don't understand what those ambushes were, but it says the Lord set them up. It doesn't say that some other army did it. it, doesn't, it I just, what I imagine here, what I believe probably happened here, as God just sent in a bunch of angels. And these angels set up ambushes against them, and they were defeated. God went to battle for them, just like the prophet said. God began to work when the singing began, as they began. Look at verse 23, because it just keeps going on. It says, The Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. So they all started fighting each other. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert. Now keep in mind, the prophet had already said, Here's where you're going to find them. You're going to cross this hill. They're going to be in this desert. The singers are singing, they're singing, they're singing. They know where they're going. They know what they're going to see when they get to the top. Some of those singers, I mean, they don't know what the Lord has already done. That's the way it is with you. You don't know what God's already doing, but you keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And they got to that point. Can you imagine what happens? The army didn't see it first. The singer saw it first. The singer saw it and they got to the edge of that hill and they're looking around. Look at this. It says... They got to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army and they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. When the storm comes, expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Because the enemy will implode when that happens. Your despair will be broken. Your hopelessness will be shattered. I tell you guys, my best times over the past few weeks have been right after one of these church services or right after one of my Tim at 12 uh, Bible studies or right after a prayer meeting, I, I feel so encouraged in God. I feel the strength of God. I do. Those are my best times. So you know what? I, and the reason I do all this is because I want to expect miracles. And I find that God even lifts me up out of some of my own just, just dark moments thinking, God, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm, I'm tired of this, you know. 
But God works a miracle there for us. Look at verse 25. It says, So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. Come on, catch this. There's an economic rebound right here. It says there was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. Here's the deal. If you do this right, when the storm passes, get ready to be blessed. Oh, come on, I'll say it again. When the storm passes, get ready to be blessed. You need to do this right. Do this God's way and watch what God's going to do on the other side. There is a reward on the other side of this trial you're walking through. There's a reward on the other side of this darkness. I know there's despair. I know you don't know what's happening tomorrow. You're going to walk up the edge of this hill. What are you going to see down there? You don't know. I don't know. But you got to keep doing what, you're, what you do best and keep singing during the storm. Verse 26, it says, Then on the fourth day, so they collected stuff for three days, and on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Barakah, where they praised the Lord. And that's why it's called the valley of Barakah to this day. Barakah means praise. It means, uh, it, it means benediction. It's a time of thanksgiving. So they spent a whole day, another whole day, worshiping God. Worshiping God. Here's the point on this. When the storm passes, still keep singing. When the storm passes, keep singing. Don't just sing during the storm, before the storm. Sing during it, but sing after it passes. Then verse 28 says, They entered Jerusalem and they went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. There are the instruments they had. Which just takes me to this last and final point. When the storm passes, sing yet again. Just keep, there's something about singing and worshiping during the storm. But we actually see this, it's before. It's during, which is the hardest, hardest time, immediately afterward. And then you just get together with God's people and keep worshiping God. That's actually the cycle that God has set up for his church. So that when we face difficult times, we always have this, this, this fuel of worship and praise that's in our hearts. And I want to encourage you to have that right now. In fact, we're going to just worship just a little bit longer here. And we're going to begin to pray for miracles. They're going to begin to sing here in just a minute about when the rocks cry out. And as they begin to sing, we're going to, I want you to lift your voice at home. I want you to sing along with us, with us because we're going to begin to pray for miracles today. We're going to sing the song. And, I, and, and as the words are popping up on the screen, I want you to sing these words out loud. Come on, sing them out loud. And then, then we're going to pray for your miracles. I don't know what your miracles are, but what I want you to do is I want you to know what you need and I want you to be ready to give them for God because I'm going to unite my faith with yours here in just about three or four minutes. But in the meantime, I want us to worship God. So I want you to lift your voices, guys, and let's sing it out right now. Come on. begin to pray for miracles right now. I want to pray for miracles in your life and in your home. I want you to just get in receiving mode from God. If you've been worshiping, you're opened up right now for the miracle power of God. So, Lord, right now I pray. I pray that your power will just begin to fill every home. God, every home, Lord, that's a, that's a, a tabernacle of your presence. Because wherever there is worship, Lord, you come and you tabernacle there. So, God, I pray that there will be a release of your life. Lord, where there is sickness, I pray for healing in Jesus' name. And I pray over spirits of discouragement that they would go. Spirit of discouragement would be broken broken in Jesus' name, and that encouragement in life springs forth. And I pray over, over situations of despair. 
despair and hopelessness. We come against a spirit of despair, a spirit of hopelessness and say, no way, there is hope in the name of Jesus. And through this trial, God gives you hope in Jesus' name. It's not over. The enemy has not won. God already has won this battle. We just gotta walk through it. We gotta praise through it. For those of you that are facing business struggles and challenges, I want to pray for you right now. God, I pray for a release for businesses. I pray, pray for, I pray for first, first of all, creativity. I pray for just immense creativity like never before. I pray for the ability to, to think way outside the box and to do, to even do the crazy stuff we're doing around here to just shift everything and change it, to keep moving forward. Because that anointing is there for creativity. God gave you that business. God made you creative to lead that business. And God has given you the creativity to move through this thing to the other side and to be successful. And I pray for those who are without work right now, those, those who have lost their jobs or have lost or had diminished income. I pray for you to just give creativity. I also pray for you to give ideas to them. I pray for you to also open up doors, financial doors for them. I pray that every need will be met. And God, I pray that, that your, your, your resources will flood in in Jesus' name. For those that are facing suicide feelings, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of giving up, oh, we come against that spirit of suicide in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you will live and not die, and you will declare the glory of God. You will live. You will live. God and Jesus came to give you life and life to the full. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you're not going to let him win. And we're teaming up together. No, instead, he has come to give you life and life to the full. Life to the full. And I pray for that. I believe for that. And I proclaim that over you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For those of you who don't really know what you're going to do tomorrow because of strife in your own home, strife in your household. This whole situation has caused a lot of stuff to come to the surface, but it's time you begin to address it through praise and prayer and just whole new attitudes. So I want to pray over you right now. I pray over homes that are facing distress emotionally, where there's relational fracturing and pain, even violence in the home. First of all, I say violence, stop in Jesus' name. And I pray that, that there will be hope, that there will be restoration. God, I pray for healed hearts, God. God, I pray the hearts will be restored and healed. God, forge new relationships during this time. Lord, let the heat and the pressure actually cause wonderful things to happen in relationships, that there will not be a fracturing and a breaking, but because Satan only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he will not destroy your family. He will not destroy your household. He's not going to destroy your home, and he's not going to use you to be an instrument of it either. Oh, let it be. Let it be. Just say, God, let it be for me. God, give me help. Give me hope. Let your word be a lamp to my feet and a light to my path in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Here's the strategy. You praise before the battle. You praise during the battle. And you keep singing and praising after the battle's over. In fact, that's kind of the strategy we're using here today. You know, the, the service. We, we, we worship. We sing up front. We sing here in the middle just a little bit. We're going to sing again. But but it's I believe it's really important to keep the worship and the praise going up because that unlocks heaven. Remember, the Lord goes to the battle when you begin to sing. 
You know, I, I love that word, amen. Amen is, is actually a high word of praise. And, and we say it at the end of our prayers a lot of times, and it's like, okay, just a thing we do, but we don't really realize it. But what that means is everything, okay, okay, all right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that everything that we just said, everything that we just did, we, we, it's like, so be it, let it be done, as in heaven, so on earth. So, so God, just take every prayer, every word that's been spoken, we seal it up, and what we have proclaimed, what we've prayed, what we've believed for, it's done. It's done. Amen. 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 I'm ready to speak that word of blessing over you here in just a second before we go. But uh, before we leave, just want to remind you, Tim at 12, it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week at noon. And uh, next Sunday, we'll be getting right back together right here at City Life at 11 a.m. I've had a good time tonight. I've had a great time with you, sweetheart. And you enjoy yourself? So much. So much. And um, it's so hard for me because if I love you, I want to hug you. And then I'm Mexican, I want to kiss you. So I'm going to make up something here and, and say, abrazo, hug, bes besos, kisses, abracito. <laughs> little kisses. Little kisses. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's her way of saying, God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. Now make Jesus known this week. God bless you. I'll see you at 10 and 12. See you next Sunday also. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, Head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.